You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey gang, welcome to Betting Everything with Wheels. I'm here with my normal co-pilot, Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? Happy to be here. Excited this weekend. Uh, we got the, the triple header again. We got the Xfinity NASCAR. And uh, Formula One, and we have a special guest this weekend, so I want to introduce who we got. And there's also IndyCar, isn't there? Is there IndyCar? That's, that's true. Yeah, IndyCar. So the, old, the old quadruple header. And I know we got a an IndyCar fan and a, and a lover of betting everything with wheels. We got Rory Picks in the studio. What's going on, Rory? What's up, guys? I'm glad y'all had me on tonight. I've been wanting to get on here with y'all, and then I stopped in the other night and started talking some trash. And hell, I even put a winner out on there, McLaughlin Top 3. Yes, you did. That was pretty cool if anybody was paying attention. So, yeah, I, I I enjoy how we all met, got to talking, and then now we have this big ass NASCAR gambling Twitter group like we just have a freaking blast up in there y'all y'all are really cool guys y'all put out some awesome ass cards like if you're not following these boys like you're just missing out like they put out great matchups every week i mean and i'm not i'm not talking about your placements outrights and stuff like that but you know just like i know like if you can kill matchups you can save a card like, or you can make a card positive. Like it, it can turn into a complete shit show, but <laughs> it's the, it, it's the way to play it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, Rory, you actually just started your own podcast. I know you're taking a, a swig of your bush light there, but, um, why don't you tell the folks what that's called so they can find that on the, when they're done here. All right. So. At Skybox NASCAR, Mark and me, we finally did a show last night. He dropped it today. It's on Spotify right now. It's the Laying Coin Podcast. Let me see what the actual name he named it was. I was just so excited it came out. I was like on there, like showing the old lady and stuff, a funny part about it. I don't know if y'all have listened to it yet. I did. I did. I listened to it today. Yes, sir. All right, so the cornfield thing, like, that is just, 
it, it's to die for. I had to let her and her mom and them listen to it because they listened to the Twitter spaces. Oh, when nice. Mark, when Mark got to talking about it, and her dad was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> we la- We laughed. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, yeah, the Laying Coin podcast. We just kept it short and sweet. We were gonna we were gonna roll with like Lane Coin Podcast with Skybox and Rory Picks, but I mean we don't need to throw our names in there with it. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll take off pretty decently and it, it doesn't need a name attached. But yeah, we're gonna have you guys on there here here eventually, I'm sure. Nice. We'll we'll be happy to do double duty, and that is called Laying Coin Podcast with Rory Picks and Skybox NASCAR. Two great guys in the NASCAR gambling space. We enjoy their content, and uh, we'll, we'll have to have Skybox on sometime too. But, Steve, where are we at this weekend? What, what's going on? Uh, well, let's see. We have uh, one of the, uh, the kind of old-school racetracks this weekend for NASCAR. We're back at Darlington, and um, kind of looking forward to, to – uh, the start of the playoffs and um, at least for the, you know, the cup series. And uh, I feel like this is a good time to have Rory on to get a, another expert opinion on the show. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say, what we have to say. And um, should be a pretty good weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So why don't we, uh, why don't we tackle this Xfinity race from Darlington first? Uh, it looks like the odds board is very heavily tilted towards the front. Uh, there's a couple cup guys in this. We got Kyle Larson, who's the betting favorite at three to one. Um, you've got Christopher Bell also, who you can find around four to one. And then Ross Chastain driving the number 48 big red machine car is, I think, 650 or seven to one. And then the uh, the Xfinity Series regulars are in the field. So uh, first, let's kick it to you, Steve. Who do you like in the outright department? Well, I mean, um I don't, know, I don't know if you want to get into this parlay, but I've been teasing this parlay pretty much all day long. But I know you're going to um, make Rory's day with it. Yeah, it, it very well could be. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for it yet because it is uh, a kind of a Cup Series, Xfinity Series parlay. So, um, I will start with Kyle Larson, though. We're going to get him there at plus 300. I'm without a doubt, I'm sure. Uh, I already see Rory's nodding his head over there. <laughs> I knew he'd appreciate that. Um, uh, this is one of Kyle Larson's better racetracks. Uh, he, he's very good at running the top, he's good in uh, intermediate tracks. So, and obviously, he's uh, he's running the better car this week, as you know. Uh, last time out, he was running the '88 car for Junior Motorsports, but he's back in the Hendricks car this weekend, so that car should be uh, back in its game again. Should be able to get it done there. A pretty nice price at three to one. Should be able to win this race at least. I would say half the time he runs, this one is better racetrack. So I like that there. And I'm gonna go to Justin Allgaier below him. Um, I, I like him as well. Allgaier has been pretty much top of the field this season when it comes to uh, the Xfinity Series on the uh, intermediate tracks. He ranks out amongst the regulars number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, very consistent across the board and very good at Darlington. So um, those are my two plays for outrights uh, from, from my end. Nice. Rory, do you agree, disagree? 
Oh, I totally agree. I I was actually, I pulled up into my driveway. I cut grass on the side. So pull up into my driveway. I'm changing my clothes and I got XM still like wide open in my truck. Well, I can hear it through, through even the side room and they announced Hamlin is out. I was like, oh, let me get the phone out like real quick. I put it in Larson. I mean, I was already kind of leaning Larson, but the way I was going to play it was going to be Hamlin top three, Larson top three, slam both of them. Worst case scenario, you know you're getting your money back. Right. Like, and you're more than likely going to hit both of these because nobody's beaten either one of them, I don't believe, unless some kind of tire situation at the end of the race and a caution comes out. Like, right. that's the only way these cats would get beat here. So I was like, I definitely have to jump on that. Algar, I love, like, top three. And I also like Noah top five. Like, I think that's an automatic uh, automatic bet like yeah big time for sure in, in fact i, I wrote a, an article that has not come out yet uh today though on Algar um and just doing his data when we were looking at it i, I used the data set of darlington 21 and 22 auto club 22 vegas 21 and 22 and homestead 20 and 21 and Algar was like he was second behind gregson in just about every metric if you take homestead out because that, that's, you know, Allgaier sucks at Homestead. If you take Homestead out, he's number one. And this isn't Homestead. So, Steve, when he put us on Allgaier, man, I think that's I think that's the right call for the, the Xfinity guys. So, uh, I agree with the top three, and I think we should slam the top five. Allgaier, I think he might be minus 150 on DK. I'm looking over at Bet Rivers, but... I don't give a shit really what this line is. Algar minus 159, 150, One. whatever you get over Almondinger. Oh. Um, he's going to crush him. Like, <laughs> unless a wreck happens, like, it's it's going to be a total crush. Steve, you like that as well, don't you? Yeah, that's also on our card. Um, Algar's top five, uh, Gregson and Josh Berry is our top five as well. So we're pretty much on the same page here. My top three is Larson and Noah Gregson. I mean, so I mean, what are, we're looking at pretty much almost identical plays here. And I'm really glad that uh, you brought up the fact that uh, Hamlin's out because I would say that uh, Christopher Bell is a little, bit, a little bit of a downgrade now, and the line really only moved about 50 cents for Larson. Um, this is, is Hamlin's best racetrack. So if you take him out of the car and then you give Larson almost the same odds to win, I think you're increasing your edge there by a pretty decent margin. Correct. So, yeah, well, here's Steve. the thing with Bell. I went back and, I went back and looked. And, I mean, even in his heyday season, fourth. You know what I'm saying? When he's out there winning. Now, I'd have to go back and look at the race to see if something funky happened in that race or whatever. But Cole Custer won that race. We're I talking mean, about the Xfinity, right? It, when, when Bell was in Xfinity. Yeah, in yeah. the Xfinity. Yeah. So, I went back and looked, and I'm just like, the books did not adjust this line properly. And, I mean, even – even somebody that I really respect in the gambling community thought the line was going to come back out plus 200, you know, or so Larson, like we were talking, mm -hmm. I threw that out there. 
he he responded and you know yeah like definitely like it it ain't making any sense but it's just like feels like a mistake i mean it's no way in hell you condemn not adjust somewhat like comparing denny hamlin at darlington to christopher bell like give me a damn break yeah i mean denny denny's like the guy at darlington so like you said it it seems like bell is a, a bit of a downgrade um and lucky for me, I happened to be in that, that Twitter chat while you were posting, and I got, I think, 375 or something, whatever, uh, for Larson to win, whatever you posted it at. Where did you get that? Sugar House. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they must like, have all, That's crazy how their odds ain't the same. You know, between Sugar House and Bet Rivers? Like, yeah. That's kind of crazy that you got the 375 and they had it 350. <laughs> Over there. I, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe it's a jersey to what are you PA? Yeah, yeah. Because yep. if if you have the Bet Rivers app on the drop down menu with all the states on it, mm-hmm. it says mm-hmm. like I think y'all might be the only place that has Sugar House. I yeah, mean, or I think it might be one other state. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I was lucky that I that I saw that from you. So I was I was pretty hype. I was like, yeah. Instant value. Oh, so. that's right. Y'all are y'all are out of Jersey. So Jersey yeah. and Pennsylvania are the two states. Okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I, I didn't met so many people from Dagon Pennsylvania this past weekend. I got Pennsylvania stuck in my brain, but I forgot y'all are right there. Like y'all are y'all are in New Jersey, <laughs> so Yes sir. Yes sir. So um Steve, there there was there was another head to head you sent me, and I am very interested on your take. Yeah, I got uh, I got Sheldon Creed over at Landon Castle. Um, I was just looking at the numbers. It's really a simple play for me. And um, but really, if you think about it, Sheldon Creed um, ran some very solid races at Darlington in the Truck Series. Um, now, as you know, Truck Series they didn't have composite bodies, so like Sheldon Creed would be really really fast, but he'd be, eventually he'd kind of get into the wall, make some kind of mistake. Uh, you can get, kind of get away with that a little more in the Xfinity series. And um, along with that, we've seen uh, Sheldon kind of uh, step his game up a little bit. Second half of the season, he's kind of figuring things out over there. I think RCR is getting better in, in the Xfinity series as a whole. We've seen Austin Hill be really good past a uh, few months. So like, against Landon Castle, we've seen Colleague Grayson, they're still struggling on the uh, intermediate program. So their speed is just not quite there where it needs to be yet. Um, they're probably still trying to tweak things for the playoff start. So you never know what they're trying to do. I just I like where uh, Creed is compared to Landon Castle in this matchup. Yeah, Creed seems to be in win-now mode. Like, he, he has to win. He's, like, you know, pointed himself out, like, where he's he's got to win. So you, you you have to think that they're going to bring some fast race cars the next couple of weeks. Rory, do you do you have a take on this? Oh yeah, like Creed right here in this spot against Castle that ain't worth a shit. Like really, <laughs> like I mean, he does alright sometimes, and then sometimes it's just like crap car. And then you take Creed that's one here at Darlington, what two times in the trucks? I mean. I know that's what my pin tweet video was about that night. I had Creed and all the damn, you know, KBM trucks wrecked them damn selves. So <laughs> that that was how the beer dog got started and everything. Like it, it, it was pretty cool. But 
I, I feel like Creed on the high tire wear track and his experience here at Darlington versus, I mean, Castle, can he really even fucking drive? I mean, I on super speedways, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, take it. He's not going to do good here at a tire wear track where you have to know how to drive the racetrack mm-hmm. and change lanes and different things like that. I love this. I don't even know what the hell they're thinking having it as, as an underdog. Yeah. Um, and, Steve, you know, to go back, unless you had something else on this matchup, but uh, Rory just brought up a good point, you know, and I wanted to touch on it with, with Almondinger and what we've seen in, you know, high wear tracks from him. Do you, you want to touch on that with – with that all matchup? Yeah, I, obviously we were on all over the, the dinger as well. We've seen all year long. It feels like no matter where AJ goes, the car is like way too loose. I feel like they're, they, they're, their setups are not where they need to be, and they're trying to kind of just make up for it by trimming it out and qualifying up front. But really, when you do that, you kind of just you don't have the handling. And when you don't have handling, the car is sliding around and you're using up the tires even more than you normally would against your competitors. So I feel like that's going to be a liability for sure. Again, that's probably going to go across the board for that whole organization. So you would think Hemrick, Castle, Dinger, they should probably all kind of have their problems this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we've seen we've seen the Dinger qualify up front numerous times on, on these types of tracks, and he struggles with tire wear. So – you know, when you get a guy like Algar, who's, you know, who's actually good at conserving his equipment, um, that just seems like a home run. So uh, it looks like that that closes out our Xfinity card. Rory, what uh, up? Know, yeah, yeah. What uh, what do y'all think about Mayor at like plus two hundred for top five or that? That Barry and Mayer matchup scares the shit out of me. Like, I would be on the Mayer side on that. He's produced really, really strong on high tower tracks this year. Steve, what do you think? We th- uh, this is difficult for me because I was listening to Josh Barry today, actually. He was on XM Radio, and uh, I believe he mentioned that he has some experience at Darlington. Uh, I know he's been really strong this year when it comes to the intermediates. Let me see. Uh, let me pull up my data for, for Barry. I mean, yeah, so Josh Barry is very consistent across the board. He's actually slightly above Gregson when it comes to uh, averages across. I'm using um, Auto Club, Vegas, Darlington, Texas, Charlotte, and Pocono for this metric. So uh, Sam Mayer, I mean – He's not shown as much consistency. Uh, he wasn't all that good at the first Darlington. Um, I mean, Darlington is kind of an experienced racetrack. You know how to get around, the, you know. So, hmm. I thought Mayor finished. I thought Mayor finished fifth at Darlington earlier this year. He he did finish fifth. It looks like. I'm I'm not sure how it how it worked out. I'm just looking at Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he finished fifth. Like, his car was coming to life later on in that race, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's – I would rather take him on the top five at the plus 200 odds and get more more with it, you know, because I do love me some Barry. Like, Barry is that one driver that I feel like that cat, if his car – if they happen to just nail the setup, 
I could see him stealing this. Like I can, I think he should be in the Cup Series. I do too. Like, like he is really, really good, and he learns quick. He does. Like all it took a, a few races. I love that cat. Like he, he, he could definitely jump in a Cup car and win on a short track right now if it was like a Hendrick or. You know, I'm talking about good equipment, not a shit box. Like, you, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think you're right. Like, we we've talked about Barry's learning curve, uh, you know, all year, and he seems to get better as the races progress. Even if he doesn't nail it, you know, off the truck, um, you know, he just keeps plugging away, and it's like, holy shit, where did Josh Barry come from? How, how is he in fourth place? Like, it, he just comes up out of nowhere. So. I would probably... He reminds me so much of, like, a Matt Kenseth in that sense, but then a Denny Hamlin that actually wins races. You know what I mean? I mean, he wins. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm talking Denny wins races, but he also, like, is a is a veteran and takes care of the car. And I think that's where Barry's, like, 31 years of age like brings that maturity level a little bit more into it. Like, Hey, maybe this isn't the best time to be doing this. Like he's learning. He does make some mistakes, but I feel like some of the mistakes he, he makes is from a little bit of aggressive driving, but it's also from maybe not the spotter communicating or either he's so focused. He's not hearing the spotter communicate to him that somebody's outside, right? Because he does slip up sometimes. You may Agreed. remember the Dale, Dale Jr. thing last year at Martinsville. Hood Jr. was like, he slid up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was his own guy, you know, so, or yeah, going to be his like, own guy at that like, point. Like, hell, I got to pay I gotta pay the bill, but I'm teaching this kid a damn lesson. <laughs> right. I got to pay the bill. That's funny. So, here's um, a about yeah, here's the thing about Josh Berry. So like we've seen nowadays, all these all these young drivers are coming up through the series, and they're like they're not like building cars or they're not like they're they're pretty much uh, they're racing because they have money. Uh, Josh Berry is a guy. He's 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 raced you know late models and short tracks all his life, so like he knows how to take care of cars. You know because he's he's been there. He's 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 running at the local levels, et cetera, et cetera. He's not like jumping right in, like in the truck series, 18, 19 years old and tearing equipment up all the time. This guy knows what to do with a race car. So, I mean, look at the Xfinity race at Martinsville. I mean, it was just like, oh my God, this, this cat right here, like just won this race and he was, didn't just win it. I mean, he basically dominated that race. I mean, he had a good car all day long, and it was it it was pretty amazing. If you didn't pick up on that automatically as a gam, you know, handicapper, gambler, whatever, like it it just was amazing what he did. I, that's why I said, I mean, I I think you could throw him into a damn cup car, and he would actually win on a short track, especially a Richmond or Martinsville when the weather's right and it's hot and, you know, mm -hmm. the tire wears up there. And, like, I can remember Brad Keselowski one year, and then he came back and I bet him the next race because I was like, he should have – I was at the race that he didn't win, finished mm -hmm. second, was running Jimmy Johnson down. 
And I was like, I'm automatically betting him in the spring. I think it was the spring race. And boom, like, there it is. Like, he did win it. He he used to be such a good driver as far as taking care of the tires and long runs. You remember Kesla? I mean, he ain't worth a shit no more, in my opinion, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Steve? Let, let's get it. Let, me and Steve think a lot alike. Like it's crazy how much him and I get to talking, and and it's it's pretty damn interesting. Like almost all the time, it's like, all right, yeah, we're on that too, or <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like so. I guess that's why we both all we have the shitty weeks together, and then we're like, <laughs> boom, when it, when it when it hits. Yeah, so I, I brought up the lap-by-lap lap data for Sam Mayer. And, uh, I mean, you have a great point when it comes to Sam Mayer. So, like, he's, he kind of started around 7th, 8th, uh, the first uh, Darlington race. But, yeah, it, it just took him a little while to move up to the field. Um, he was kind of up there towards the end, around lap 100. That's kind of where he started to move into the top five. Um yeah, I mean, that, that kind of probably hurt his driver rating a little bit because he took some time to move up to the field and it kind of hurt, like, his average running position and whatnot. So, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he improved quite a bit throughout the day. So, that's pretty good for yeah, a guy his age. I don't know how y'all y'all guys are. I mean, as far as, like, Steve, you, you rewatch all the races every week. I mean, is it – I know some weeks just shit comes up, but – I always rewatch like if it's possible, I always rewatch a previous race because a lot of times shit that happens to somebody that had a damn rocket and maybe you just had a few too many bush lattes that day and don't exactly remember remember it. You just know who won. But a lot of times you can pick a winner out because a lot of times guys come back and they nail it that second time. I actually do watch uh, a lot of the races a second time. Um, there's the streams on YouTube that are that are pretty cool without commercials. They they stay. yeah yeah that's yeah. so I I do try and watch them every week. Um, Steve, do you do any of that, or you just I know you take really good notes. Yeah, so like the first year we did this last year, I didn't really have this system, but I'm I, I kind of realized that like dude, I don't have enough time to watch like every single race in all three series. So I'm like. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I gotta reduce some of this, you know, this time wasted and kind of like while I'm watching the race, take some notes on like each individual driver. So I don't have to go back and rewatch and see what happened on like lap 54. You know what I mean? I, I can save some time there and just do it while I'm, uh, you know, consuming the material on that day. So that's kind of my, that, that's an all, that's an awesome ass idea. Like you're giving, I need to get an Apple pen, I guess, so I can like write notes instead of all that typing shit. Like <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't, I, I didn't like school. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I just, I just like to party and damn now I like to party and bet on NASCAR. So, and I'm a machinist, like that's what I do. But like, I, I need, I need to start doing that. Cause I run into that problem when you have three kids and all of them play sports and then, oh yeah. You yeah. work, you know, working and and this and that. Like the only thing that I really make time for 
is my family, wife, and then NASCAR on Saturday, Sunday, Friday, hopefully. Like, what the fuck is going on with the truck series? Everybody loves Friday night truck racing. Like, this shit's driving me crazy, NASCAR. Like, come on. Truck night in America, baby. We live for it. Damn right. I know Steve doesn't like that shit. Like, everybody wants to see Friday night trucks. 100%, man. Yep. So that's yeah, up- oh, absolutely yeah, sorry. You're absolutely right though. Just it, it, we're, we're, life is busy, man. That's why I'm saying like I'm I, I use Google Docs. I have my spreadsheets. I like that. Yeah, so it's a, it's free. You might as well take advantage of it and make your make your sheets, take your notes, put your track history in there, and you know you're set to go. You got you got your foundation there. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Yeah, you forgot I don't like school. So, like, I could take the notes and go back and read them and put it in Rory's Bush Latte Simulator. There it is. And there, <laughs> there, we, there we go. Like, you know, everybody says their model spits. My model swallows. That's, that's my saying. Swallows Bush Lattes. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the Cup Series. Um, Steve, we have, we have a pretty long list of outright winners here. So you want to run through those quick? Yeah. I'll tell you why we have a long list. Cause the books kind of lost themselves this week. I don't know what they were thinking. They made some horrendous opening odds in my opinion this week. I mean, guys were favored. that shouldn't have been favored. He had long shots like Bubba Wallace that were hundred to one. Just, I feel like they just really kind of, blew it this week and I'm, I'm not complaining whatsoever so let's get into the, the, yeah. the top here um i mean really what the fuck were they thinking don't like know. what what are they still like thinking like on some stuff it it's really ridiculous it i mean you open chastain that had the fastest damn car here in the spring at 15 to 1 15 to 1. And then you open Happy Harvick up at 20 to damn 1. And, like, this is maybe his best track. I know not win-wise, but the dude straight up balls out at fucking Darlington. Straight up. For sure. All right, so we know who you're on. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can't tell. No, I, I uh, I think we got it. That's what. That's what we pull out on Happy Harvick weeks. Like, <laughs> gotta wear it all week. Even though I'm a Larson fan, I used to be a Harvick fan before Larson. I am a Larson like 
fan fan now. Like, I do love me some Larson. Like, everybody knows that. But Happy Harvick, I've always liked him. I mean, he took over Dale Earnhardt's ride. And I thought it was cool as shit when he won a race and how much, like, that just lifted up the whole NASCAR-like community at that time because it was just like the goat just died. And it was a somber, a somber-ass moment there. I mean, you got Dale Jr. at Rockingham taking on a concussion and and all the shit that, like, just – it. It was just crazy at that time. Because what, Steve Park won Rockingham right after that, right? Yeah, my, my cousin worked for uh, Steve Park at that time. That was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, so, like, that was awesome. And then Harvick just topped the cake. Like, beat out Jeff Gordon on a damn photo finish. And, like, it is just straight up just awesomeness like finish it, it was the i mean what closest finish in nascar until it was one recently but it wasn't excite as exciting as that that kid was balling out driving the i mean it was like carl edwards in atlanta you know what i'm saying when he won his first race and was just willing that bitch it won't nothing left on the tires and you're like <laughs> how in the hell did he just win this like amazing Nice. So, Steve, Steve well, who, who do you like, buddy? Well, I don't know if I like this number anymore, but uh, Denny Hammond opened up at 9-1, to one and I grabbed that really quick off DraftKings. Um, Hammond's, I mean, like I said, um, originally when I had this play, he was in both races. He was in Xfinity and he was in the Cup Series. But um, with the news that he's not racing Xfinity, it's not gonna, he's not going to have the track time I thought he would have. But, again, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, he went – I believe he went the entire season last year without a win. And then the playoffs started. He went to Darlington, and he won, his, he won the first race of the season. So, we know he gets it done here. I'm not – we know uh, Gibbs' team as a whole gets it done here. Uh, this season, Toyota, they get it done on, on it the intermediate tracks. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with Hamlin. I like him across the board. Uh, this one might be a little surprising. I'm going back to William Byron at plus 1800. Uh, we're looking at him because he really, he should have won uh, Darlington one uh, the first race this year. He, he literally got punted uh, on the fi- final lap or two in the wall by Logano. Um, but uh, he's been kind of on a downswing, but I be- I firmly believe that this is kind of a situation where um, he was trying some things because, I mean, he, is, he had one of the fastest cars on intermediates ovals earlier in the season. So he, I, the playoffs are starting. I believe that team is going to figure out what they want to do with the car. He should be, should be able to put all, everything he's learned at the season to use. And uh, – the number feels a little too long there because the books don't believe in him because of his recent performances. So I like that number there. C, uh, C Bell, 20 to 1. Uh, we've seen Eric Jones. He was, I mean, we know Eric Jones is good, but I mean, he he was dominant in this 20 car over over here. Um, and then we have, you know, Bell had a very good seat, uh, you know, a very good, strong race, uh, first Darlington race. Um, yeah, he was uh, sixth, I believe, and he had some. Uh, I think he had eight fastest laps, and he led a couple as well. 
Yeah, so I, I have full confidence in Bell. I, again, he has another guy over there at Gibbs. Uh, his intermediate program is really good. He's had some issues in, earlier in the season with losing, you know, cut tires, spin outs. I think he, they figure that out. He should be able to be just fine this weekend. Um, want to keep going or you want? Yeah, man. Fire, fire off the whole winter section. All right. <laughs> I, got, I got Suarez. <laughs> Suarez, 40 to 1. It, it, kind of a track house racing play. Um, Suarez hasn't really been all that good this year as a whole, but when it comes, I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I guess the short track specifically have been like Suarez's weak point, but when it comes to road courses and intermediate tracks, he, he, he knows what he's doing. He's always running up front. Um, so I like Suarez a 40 to one there. I mean, Ross Chastain's his teammate. And like, like, like Rory said, Ross had a race winning car. Uh, the first race he, he spun out, I believe, um, coming off turn two, turn three, um, put it in the, in the wall in his day. Unfortunately, I, I think we were on him that day. And it was definitely the right play, but just kind of didn't work out. Um, then, like I said, uh, Eric Jones, 60 to 1, um, really strong when he was with Gibbs, even the first race, really strong. Um, and then Bubba Wallace was uh, 100 to 1 as an opener. Uh, that was probably the worst pricing I've seen amongst his opening lines. I mean, Bubba Wallace is an opening up 20 to 1, 30 to 1. And we're talking about a car that's, you know, it's a Toyota. It's 2311. They've been really strong on the intermediates. And Bo Wallace has been really, really good since they changed that pit crew. So this yeah. is a situation where I, I almost, I almost took him live here earlier this year. And luckily I didn't. He was running some of the fastest laps on the track at one point. He, he was, was rolling. Yeah, he, he, he certainly was. I, I can't remember what what happened to him, but yeah, he, he faded late, I think 20, 20 something, but Rory, uh, so you like Harvick and you like what, uh, Hamlin? Is that, is that who your two were? I, I like Harvick. I, I do. I do like Hamlin. Like my top five would be Larson, Hamlin, um, Harvick, Bell, and, Probably Chastain, like yeah. Logano, Ch- Logano, Chastain. Like I don't know, Logano was pretty damn good here. I'm I'm taking him top five. That was the shit box belt of the week, by the way. Like <laughs> <laughs> last night, but I I totally agree with Steve as far as like how in the hell would you not slam William Byron minus one ten over Ryan Blaney? You know, like that that was one matchup that I seen. And then also the I was what I'm trying to find a Bell matchup that's actually pretty decent. Like I seen one on him with Harvick, and I don't like that. But I would straight up take Christopher Bell in a matchup if they gave me somebody that that I thought because I I think Christopher Bell is going to be good. Like he's he's worthy of a top five play. I feel like in, in this situation. For sure. For sure. I, I know, uh, Steve, that your top five looks pretty similar. Yeah, I got one more uh, outright. Um, it's I'm going to reveal my my parlay special that I talked about all day long here. Oh, so. let's go. <laughs> 
Um, Rory's going to love this, but as I mentioned, I, I took Carl Larson in the Xfinity Series to win, and then um, I did not take Carl Larson straight up, but I did parlay Larson with Larson. So it Larson to win Xfinity, Larson to win Cup. It's plus 2,700. Yes. On, it's, it's on MGM. Yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, that one uh, feels good. I said Larson sweep. Y'all seen my tweet. Everybody was fucking with me and whatever, but <laughs> I bet y'all boys liked it. Then if that if that is a play, my my parlay tonight, like I got one too. Mine's matchup. You know me. I love hitting those big ass matchup yeah, parlays. Yeah. Like, all right, so we got a little mix of Algar minus one fifty nine over the dinger. Then we have Noah Gregson, minus 114 over Gibbs. Then we have Brandon Jones, minus 109 over Nemechek. Then Dylan, minus 139 over Sendrick. Harvick, minus 125 over William Byron. And Denny Hamlin, minus 114 over Kyle Busch. And Christopher Bell minus one twenty one over Ryan Blaney. What is what does that pay? Twenty five dollars pays out fifteen sixty five, I think, something like that, right here. I can't see because of some bullshit Apple has up on here. And that's pretty solid, solid payday there. But uh, I like I like those. I mean, it could. Could change my mind after practice and qualifying, but I didn't want to sit around and wait because a lot of times the books will drop some matchups that you think, like, yeah, I want those. And then they turn around and don't just adjust the damn price on them. The shit pisses me off. Yeah, like, just take it. Yep. Yeah, that's why I hate this freaking practice and qualifying shit. I wish we could – COVID days – was so awesome for people like us because we didn't need this bullshit like mm -hmm. yep. adjustments and then you give the teams time to adjust on the race car. I like betting on crew chiefs in that situation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot less variables. Um, you kind of know how, how fast the cars are going to unload and, you know, you make your picks and you have up until, you know, Sunday and the lines are, are uh, static, you know, they don't move much now. We have to hurry up, get everything out by, you know, Friday night. And then, you know, hopefully they, they're still there after practice and qualifying. But sometimes they go away and then you have to handicap a whole bunch of new shit that, that mm -hmm. they put out. So uh, I agree. I, I kind of liked I kind of like the the pre-COVID COVID days. What do you think, Steve? It was, it was nice because they didn't close. Like, you could just wait. Like, especially you guys are like I am. Y'all are D-Gen as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Like we bet on we bet on anything. Like if I know a guy that's that's good, like y'all with darts, like I've held some of those picks. I finally got logged in on on the old lady's computer and whatever, and I've tell told some. I don't give a shit what it is. I'll bet on them which which damn person is gonna get up next out of a chair. Or yeah, some for shit. sure. You know, if you think you if you think you have a handicapping advantage over somebody, you take full advantage of that. <laughs> That's the truth, Rory. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> but let's. Uh, I guess we'll try and reel this thing back in, Steve. You want to start with your? You got some top threes, I think, right? 
Yeah, I just want to, I do want to answer a question about oh, yeah. our uh, process from last year to this year. Um, I think we kind of talked about it a lot. We had, we had to adjust quite a bit from last year because we had a lot of, we've had, you know, people say, oh, this season we, we're going to be able to get back to really, lay, you know, hammering these these plays and you really going to know what's going on now because you have practice and qualifying. We were doing just fine last year without practicing qualifying. Yep. <laughs> You know, so that was kind of my first time ever really. It's 2020 is when I started betting. So I've never actually bet on NASCAR with practice and qualifying. So like this year has been like totally new to me. So, I mean, well, I mean, you know, you know me, I always drop that practice with the Iverson. I just, you got to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times practice and qualifying can be very misdeceiving. Like I know sometimes at certain tracks and if you can get enough long run and they have enough practice time, but I mean, a lot of times the winner ain't the damn car that's up at the top. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. have to watch, you have to watch the practice and the qualifying and you get a fill out for people. Like, their interviews and things like it's amazing how much you can pick up off of a driver just by what they're saying, how confident they are in that car. Like, I don't want anybody to touch this thing. Right. Like it, it's crazy what you pick up from things like that. It's like psychological almost. You kind of have to read between the lines through all the, you know, the team speak and the, you know, all that, all that shit and put it aside and see what they're really saying. You're right. There, there is some value yeah. there. This this two things that I look at a lot is so one I don't listen to Chase Elliott interviews, two I don't watch Kevin Harvick's practice times. <laughs> two good rules. No, <laughs> you know how you know when Harvick has a good car, either he just goes out there and runs it the whole time, or he parks it early. Mm-hmm. If he's coming in the pits and shit, he ain't happy. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, truth across the board. So, yeah, I mean, that was his car, I think. It was either Richmond or Michigan, which, whichever one. But I remember I remember them saying, like, Harvick, Harvick wasn't, wasn't out there very long, and then he didn't even come back out on the track. Like, what does that tell you? Like, all right, everything is cool, or either it's just a complete shit show, and – I think I think that that race was crazy as far as the weather changing. I believe throughout it, like it changed up a whole lot of things. I mean, I know, like we had Brian on there the other night on our Twitter Spaces, and I don't I don't think he understood my question. I was really asking, like, what if we're gonna have cloudy weather for a third of this race? You got clean clean weather for a third. I'm not talking about just a pop-up cloud pops up over the track and then all of a sudden goes away. You have to kind of plan out your day. I was trying to figure out like the the whole, like you're looking at the weather forecast and then I guess you're seeing like clear, then cloudy, then clear again. And like, I feel like Rodney Childers is a guy that thinks ahead, like, He's looking ahead of a, at a lot of things because he knows the type of driver that he has and he knows he can will it. So he knows Harvick ain't going to tear the car up and whatever throughout the race. And then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, that damn car has been a fucking just lightning ship at the end of races here lately. 
It really has. It really has. So, um, Steve, who who else do you think will be a rocket ship for these top threes, maybe, and then top fives if you want to knock them both out? Yeah, sure, man. I mean, I, I'm looking at Kyle Busch. Um, he's kind of starting to figure out this contract negotiation situation. But, uh, again, I kind of want to look at Kyle Busch and take his upside as opposed to risk taking his floor because we've seen him this year just – He's either boom or bust, so I kind of like hit, taking him for a top three finish at plus three hundred. Um, that's kind of my situation there. He's always seen he always seems to have like the fastest car in practice. So if he can translate that practice session over to the race and not um, have problems at pit road, not have you know speeding, uh, spinning, he's done a lot of a lot of wrecking this year. So. As long as he keeps that thing in one piece, he should have really good pace. Um, top fives, I got uh, Hamlin again. Talked about uh, Denny already. I uh, got Chastain. I personally played Chastain. I can't remember if I put that on the card or not. It, yeah, it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, plus 170. Again, really, really fast first race. Really fast on intermediate tracks. Just got to hope that uh, Chastain doesn't get taken out by his fellow competitors who have uh, – Many, many grudges <laughs> on him. So that's, that's, yeah. that's my top five and top three card. You're, you're probably going to hate me on that first pick. Why is I that? think I just really don't feel, don't feel like the focus is there at KFB anymore over at Gibbs, and that's why the cars really fell off. And I mean, it's it's awful. Like, He's not that driver. You watch him next year, damn it. Like, hopefully they throw us some stupid-ass line out there for championship odds next year on him because I'm really not feeling KFB the rest rest of the way. But if it's any place that he could possibly win at or run top three, it would be here. Like, if they hit the setup, he's just been shitty here, like, really in the – past two races like last year that car was so freaking terrible he hit the wall and what knocked the damn toe in out of it early or i know he hit the wall early then the damn wreck and then he almost runs over every damn body on pit road <laughs> yep. and then earlier this year yeah he got out front and got in clean air joey joey's more conservative right there in that situation KFB's wide open trying trying to get out there and he thinks his car is going to be better and clean there. And he also wants to communicate back to Stevenson about like, all right, we're in clean air. This is still what this car is doing. I'm on brand new tires and eventually I'm going to get my ass dusted off of me. And that's what happened. Like he went good there. Like he got out front and clean air and ran some good laps. But other than that, that car was shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Um, just kind of hoping that, you know, I, I'm with you, Steve. I, I like the three-to-one value for a top three. Oh, it's yeah. it's definitely one of those spots that it's worth the – I'm just giving, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Well -rounded, the side sure. of it's like, God, like I would take that because of the value, but like you get him and Hamlin matched up in a matchup at minus 114, like – you gotta take Hamlin. Yeah, I, I get to. that side for sure. I but I also think, and and Steve, you you might have some more to add to this, but the three to one 
might be available because of those struggles last year. Like that recency bias may be cooked in. What, what do you think, Steve? Is that? Well, yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm trying to get at is I, I would absolutely not lean Kyle Bush in head to heads because the variance is too high for me. When I look at variance, I want to see something like they have a lot of upside. I'm going to take the upside play rather than like the, like, I'm not going to take Kevin Harvick for like a top five or a top three. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick for a top 10 because he's consistent. He knows how to finish the race. Um, that's kind of where I'd go with him. I would not take Kyle Busch for like a top 10 because of, you know, the th- the things that could go wrong. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree totally with what, what, you know, what you're saying, Phil, and what, what worry is saying. You just you kind of got to weigh your options on the betting there. Sure. Well, I mean, with a with a top ten play, it's like, all right, if I'm gonna get close to even, or even a little bit of negative juice on a top ten guy, I'm taking somebody because I feel damn really good, confident that he's gonna finish in the top ten. Right. But then again, on the Kyle Bush side, you're taking more of his upside at a great yeah. price. Because how many times do you get Kyle Bush at Darlington at plus three hundred? <laughs> in that situation yeah it's like rare. it's a it's a it's an excellent play on on the value side it's worth a shot like i i totally totally like the chance and play on it i just i have my mind made up like it's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a straight up i think like this thing and people aren't talking about chase this week and chase has ran good here just some bad luck some i mean Remember when KFB fucking hit him and then he gave him the double bird and they had the shirt and everything. And then he, he got him at Charlotte in the truck and bowed, bowed down to him. I had him at Charlotte, the trucks. They, the books fucked up when they put that line out. That, yeah. that was a dumb line. Yeah, Chase is noticeably absent from our card. Yeah, he's not on here at all. Nobody's talking about old boy. And Bill was pretty damn good here. He was. He was. Um, all right. So we, we got the top threes, top fives. Steve, you want to run down? We've got an extensive list on the top tens, like more than ever before. So uh, it, are we perfectly predicting the entire top ten here? Is that what you're doing? I mean, hey, if, if we get nine out of nine, we're going to be <laughs> jumping up and down and screaming for joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea to play all of these guys. It, you know, it, so I'm just going to go straight down the list. Uh, Do some, it. Of these, some of these lines are gone, but this is what I got it at, and hopefully what, what our uh, guys got it at too. Uh, got Denny Hamlin, minus 140. Got Martin Truex, minus 140. Ross Chastain, minus 130. Kevin Harvick, I got a minus 110. That's up to minus 140 now, I believe. C. Yeah. Bell, minus 110. Daniel Suarez, plus 150. Eric Jones, plus 200. Bubba Wallace, plus 300. I know he's still available at plus 270 at FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's incredibly off price if you want to go over there right now and get that at plus 270. And I'm not thrilled about this one, but I took uh, uh, Daniel Hemrick, plus 1,000. I probably wouldn't take that. I don't know what I was really thinking there. I just I kind of saw a colleague car that has had some pace. Especially with Noah Gregson, it's been really fast recently with that car in a mile and a half. So, um, yeah, that, that's nine. So, there we go. Bro, bro, I think you about goddamn near picked it. 
like right there. Like that that's good shit, but FanDuel's too pussy to put the damn parlays back out on the top. <laughs> Can 10. you blame them? My man Colin fucking bankrupted them bitches. Yes, he did. <laughs> but uh, so do you do you have any that you like for the top ten? I know you were talking about Harvick. I mean that's that seems like Harvick. Harvick and Bell, in my opinion, top tens are very good plays. Um, the I don't know. I'm one of those guys. Like I don't mind laying juice on those. I think I think out of those, you basically if you play them about the same, you're gonna at least come out just losing juice. Like right. I can see either one finishing in the top ten. Just hammer them both. Like, how in the fuck does neither one of them, like, unless something just breaks on the card, not finish in the top ten here? Like, I don't see it. Mm -hmm. Eric Jones, I like that. That's one of my favorites this weekend. Yeah, I I think this could be the race that nobody's talking about Eric Jones. And then he pulls up sleeper mode on everybody. Like, he's definitely worth a sprinkle outright. I feel like he can run very, very well and finish in the top 10 here. And also, if you can – is there any matchups out on him? Yes. I, I didn't see any, I uh, but I, I did personally ladder Jones top 10, top 5, top 3 at 18-1, to 1, and then the, the outright. I, I laddered him all the way to win. So I, I'm well, you never know. We, you never know. We might get some Eric Jones matchups after qualifying and pra- like practice and qualifying. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, and and I I think we'll uh we'll be Jones buyers for sure. Um, this could this could be the week. Holy shit! I'm going to go put that in right now, like outright at least right yeah. this damn second. I think it's like sixty to one. So that's a yeah, it's still currently that's, sixty to one. <clears throat> that's a stupid price on somebody that's consistently been good here. Yeah, and, and he's been bringing fast race cars. He, yeah. he's been he's been relevant the last what? two months. Let's let's talk about Ty Dillon at Richmond. You know, teammate of Eric Jones, obviously running with GMS over there, but, you know, G, G, Petty GMS. Ty Dillon was running just about near the top 10 at Richmond. You know, another high tire wear track. That guy was ripping the fence. He was yep. moving up front. That, you know, that car was really, really fast. So... If if he if Ty Dillon can do that at a you know a high wear track, and Richmond's not quite the same as you know Darlington here, obviously, but the characteristics of high wear are similar, and the performance of the car itself is there. So, and then you got Eric Jones, who's this is his best racetrack. You know, that's a pretty pretty lethal combination there. Totally agree. Absolutely, like Ty Dillon can't. I don't know what the hell. I used to think he he was like the one that could actually drive, and then like now he's then all of a sudden lost it. Which I mean, Austin ain't doing much down better. And no, he runs good here. He runs good here. Yeah, like I could see I could see him keeping it together. Some people wreck out. Next thing you know, he's in the top ten here. Like I, I can totally see that. Yeah, he's got a good average finish. I don't think he's ever led a lap here. I, but I mean, he's he's near the top in average finish. So you're right. If he keeps it together, you know, he's, this is one of his more consistent tracks. That's for sure. I mean, when you're that damn slow, you have to be able to stay off the wall and everything. There, right? <laughs> yeah, it's moving slower at you for sure. But um, so we have two head to heads, and you you touched on one of them. But Steve, you want to talk about about the ones we've got booked? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, 
My favorite one of the week is Bubba Wallace over Austin Cindric. That's uh, minus 110. It's still available at DraftKings. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, I believe they posted the head-to-heads kind of late this week. So that's kind of why they did that because I know Bubba Wallace was like 100 to 1 when he opened, and Austin Cindric was definitely not that high. But something why didn't this line move? But that's why because of that. But yeah, I mean, Bubba Wallace, again, I, we t- I talked about Bubba. I liked him a lot. I haven't really talked about Austin Cindric too much, but I mean, this isn't really a racetrack that screams Austin Cindric to me at all, especially because it's, you know, you got Blaney really struggles here. Another, another Ford Fords in general are not really a manufacturer. That I want to really look too much at this week. I, I kind of, that's kind of a, situation there I'm, I'm just kind of back joey into- joey logano would be the only only damn ford outside him and harvick would be so, the only two fords that i would consider being worth a shit here yeah i knew so i knew eventually we'd be able to talk about this but logano to me was just like a guy that had a really good qualifying lap at Darlington at the first race. And so he had track position. He had number one pit stall. His pit crew is really good. So I feel like Logano, yes, I feel like he would be the play if he qualifies that well again. If, if, if Logano qualifies, you know, 15th, he could have some more issues in dirty air this time around. But that, that's, that's crazy. That That's crazy because Chris Wormy said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Wormy's the good on uh, exact, air. Yeah, the exact same same thing. Like that. Yeah, you're on to something there. But I, and Paul Wolf, I I don't know. I just got this feeling as confident as Logano's rolling into these playoffs. He's one to watch out. He's a he's a thinker. He's a cerebral guy. So uh, you know they always have a, a trick up their sleeve. I think that that Logano. Steve. Team, so. Steve, I love your damn analysis. It's it's I like it, it, it's analytics plus you watch and you're a diehard. Like listening to your your analysis is perfect. Like I I love it. Like absolutely love it. I appreciate I, it, man. I, I I love seeing what you what you say all the time too, and um, I I really enjoy that Twitter chat we have. But any anything I type in there, you know, it, it's 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 pure, you know, passion for the sport and just trying to figure out, you know, who who's who we should be on. But you know, it, it it's never like I'm never trying to uh, stir the pot or anything. I'm just trying to, to you know, just trying to figure things out, you know. Well, you're yeah. like I am. You're 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 fairly open spoken. <laughs> like <laughs> y'all would never guess I was, would you? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not, that's hey, not at if all. you can't if you can't give somebody a hard time and take it, and vice versa on the on the same end, you're probably not gonna fucking gonna get along with me very well. Like, but I'm a lot of fun if if. if if you know you got the same personality, I can take it just like I give it. Like that was so much. That was so much fun messing with y'all on that IndyCar race. That, no, that was, was like, like I was like, I was like, fuck, Herta. Like I'm pissed. Like absolutely pissed. And then here y'all come. Don't be saying that. Like uh, uh, I'm like, 
I don't give a shit who has him. I'm pissed <laughs> off right now. And then next thing you know, I was like, something's going to happen to her. Something's going to happen to him. The next thing you know, he blows up. And I was like, I got to dig, I got to dig at these, at these boys. I, even though I wasn't like, I would have been happy as hell if y'all would have won that bet. But I was like, we're putting on a show out here on Twitter. <laughs> People probably like these motherfuckers are going to be like, at it here in just a minute we're all laughing and having a good old time you know i mean not all of us are like somebody on there that that doesn't like any of us and always acts acts a fool and just just acts like there ain't nobody else out there in the nascar world that knows what the fuck they're doing i think we got a pretty good perspective on things i i agree and it's funny roy that you bring up that indycar thing (laughs) because My I, my TVs, I, I stream everything on YouTube TV, so I'm I'm always on like a 45 second delay. So I saw your tweet first before it actually happened on the TV, and I was like, oh no! And, then, you know, and I was like, it hurt his lead, and he's all by himself. And then you know the rumble strip took out his transmission. I was like, fucking Rory, man! You know? oh, no. oh. I was like, damn it, Rory! But yeah, that was, I, was, I was having so much fun because I'm like, fucking Will Power would have won this damn race. He still finished third. And if he doesn't have that bullshit happen. And then I also had like this huge ass battle BK, I think, that day over. Um, I yeah, forgot. you did. You had a matchup. You had a matchup, I think. Can we can we just petition to remove the Indy Road Course from all racing? Oh, here we go. I, I hate that racetrack, man. God, it tears <laughs> up so many of our cars. That that track. <laughs> it is awful. It is, it is right up there. Like, why the fuck do y'all run a road course race at this shit hole? It's terrible. It's terrible. They got to take that off the schedule. But and uh, every I want I want to see these new cars on that track. I think, I think we'll see a competitive race. I absolutely agree, man. Yep. But, um, Steve, finish this out. We got one more head-to-head here and, and a couple manufacturer plays, I think. Yeah, we sneaked it a little bit earlier. Is William Byron over Ryan Blaney. William Byron, um, like I said, talked about him already. Um, Larson, really good. Uh, Bowman has been okay. He's had his up and downs here at this track, so I feel like Hendrick can really bring the speed they need to uh, with Byron there as well, kind of starting his playoff run. Uh, Byron, again, could have won the first race. Um, Manufacturers, I have uh, Christopher Bell again for top Toyota at plus 700. Um, Yeah, I I like that quite a bit. I also played Bubba Wallace for top Toyota. It's kind of kind of getting a little more exposure there to our guys, uh, Bell and Wallace. I mean, so in, in that kind of like, I guess you call it a group, you can kind of, you can kind of fade a couple guys here and, and uh, you can fade Kyle Busch and uh, Truex at the same time. So my angle there, I mean, Truex is officially out of the playoffs. So, I mean, he's probably, he's not going to have probably the same enthusiasm this weekend that he would normally have the rest of the season. Uh, you got KFB there with his distractions, and you have um, a chance to kind of hedge your wager a little bit on Denny Hammond if he kind of uh, gets wrecked or kind of has his pit road issues. So, go ahead, Roy. I have a question for Steve. Mm-hmm. He may know this. All right, so 
We all know the two teams that are combined at Hendrick. What two teams are do they all four core oper- operation at Gibbs? Like, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to them because I hate them. Like, outside of KFB, like, I don't pay attention to what's going on over there. But I didn't know if you, you might know if they're, like, on a two-team, two-team type thing, kind of like Hendrick does. I'm not sure if I really understand the, the question. Like, are all, all right, so, so we have Larson and Elliott. They kind of combine with their stuff versus Bowman and Byron. And, I mean, back in the day, it used to always be Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and then the Actually. other two cars at Hendrick a lot of times. But – I do believe when Junior came along, they kind of threw Junior in on the – was it the Gordon side? I thought I, – maybe. I may be, may be totally wrong about that. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, if the 19 and the 18 are on the same damn side and then you have the two playoff drivers, like, that I can – well, not two playoff drivers, but you have Bell – and then you have Hamlin that I consider their two dot. Like, I can see mm-hmm. either one of these mugs making it to the final four, like, totally easily. Bell has drove the shit out of this car the last last part of the season. Like, hasn't had any bad luck. He had speed at the beginning of the season, and then he comes along. I'm just wondering if that might be one of these things right now where those two teams have been strong and the other two teams have been weak if they have something like that that goes on over there at Gibbs, that's all. Maybe I, I can ask maybe somebody and try to find out. I was just curious. I knew you paid a lot of attention to things, so it, it doesn't matter, like, which team it is, whatever like that. So I was it was just a curious question. Well, yeah, I, I, I generally didn't understand what the question was. So I understand what you mean now. Um I guess you kind of have something there. I mean, I, I still think Bowman is quite a bit off the pace from where William Byron is. Um, and I still think, I think Truex and Kyle Busch are so, I think the whole Gibbs organization is so pretty close on speed. And I, I'm still planting my flag on Kyle Busch. I still think he has the pace. I just think he, he's got too many, too much, too many distractions and he's making too many mistakes. So I think what I'm talking about is is like more attention to detail, especially if it's the two cars on that side, if they did have a split kind of deal going on. Like that attention to detail is really just going to be right there on those two. And even though that KFB's in the playoffs, we all know KFB's leaving Gibbs. It's no way way that, that you can tell me at this point in the season and the happiness that's been on Bush's face here lately, even though it's happiness on there to finally like seem like he has a deal done, I don't feel like he's very confident in that operation race car or anything anymore at this point. His attitude towards even Joe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like called, dismissive. It's it's very just much like we're we're done talking at that point. And it's more so KFB, I feel like, being pissed off at Gibbs because he gave up 
a lot of everything to come over there to Toyota and Gibbs. And now basically the rumor is that Chevrolet's buying them back. Wow. I wonder what that's going to do to the truck team. That's a story. For that's why, day, that's yeah. why they, that's why they want it. Oh, okay. Well, that's why they it's been want, so hard for him. Yeah. Yeah. They want a serious contender in the truck. Chevy does. That's going to put out on a yearly basis. Like they want to put money into it. That's cool. That's cool. Cause I, I like, I like what Kyle is doing for the sport. You know, it, it absolutely. It's cool that, you know, on truck night in America, you know, you see Kyle either in the race car or around the racetrack and he puts out good equipment. It's, it's cool to watch. I like it. So um, I just had a question for you two guys. And maybe this can be the last thing we hit on, but do you think that maybe the JGR team is going to use Truex as like a, like in like a test driver, like an experimental driver since he's out and everybody else is in even Bubba. They're giving him experience to get in that 18. No, I, I mean, like, do you think Truex is going to, you know, run setups for the guys or, or be like a next year? I, I like kinda, for the for this playoff run, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that that would be an awesome idea, and that's that's why I'm not too high on Truex any of which way it ends now. Like he's he peaked. And mm-hmm. now he's older, and like you said, he I think he was really retiring, and I think Gibbs talked him into coming back for another year, and like you said, I could see him being more experimental, but it's like they have somebody in mind and waiting that's coming into that car, but maybe they don't have a sponsorship deal worked out till 2024. Right. Steve, what do you think? I think it's a fair assessment. I mean, I think their mile and a half program is about as good as it possibly could be. And to be completely honest. So I don't know how much they'd really want to learn from that. They probably don't even want to mess with their mile and a half package at this point in the season. I feel like it's where it needs to be, but I can see it happening at somewhere like Martinsville, potentially. I mean, okay. Because you, you know, get good data from him. You know, he's he's good there. Sure. And then it's not that relatable to like Phoenix, but you know, it's, it's a flat track. So any anything could potentially help. Um, they are so good on the high tower tracks. Like they, they aren't worth a shit at the mile and a half that aren't high wear. But they are so good on the high wear tracks. I don't, I don't know what that Camry like really offers different downforce wise versus everybody else. But something about it is totally different when you when you involve t- high tire wear. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, you can you can look this season at Toyota. We, we haven't really even had that many time, you know high wear tracks. So we took Atlanta out, so you can't count that as a metric anymore. But and then you look at Auto Club and Toyota had pretty pretty much, you know, the, the overheating issues. So you can't use that metric either. So, like, could we even see Toyota be even faster than usual this weekend if you're looking at it that way? Right. Cool. I mean, I think Hamlin, if the pit crew doesn't screw up, like, right. it's it's going to be a lot like last year. I can I can see him and, him and Larson just 
dominate this race. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I think you would have seen a, a Hamlin, Larson, basically domination Saturday and Sunday, and then you throw Harvick in into the matter. And if that race, let's say, gets a timely caution at the right time, and you get that four car like beats them off pit road because. Ever since Harvick called the pit crew out and they yeah, made some good. changes, mm-hmm. that damn team is producing on pit road, and we all know what producing on pit road does. Larson won the championship last year because that team, like, basically probably almost made the fastest pit stop of the year at the right time. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So – Steve, let's wrap this thing up. We're an hour and 15 in. So uh, what uh, you have any final thoughts, any any gems in the rough you want to talk about? No, um, I mentioned the Ford a little bit. So my, my I guess my final play is going to be on Chase Briscoe for the top Ford. Um, oh, that's new to me. Yeah, man. So, I mean, this is kind of a late ad for me, but Chase Briscoe is really good. I mean, I remember – Last year, when he was kind of figuring out this car, and uh, Arlington was one of his better races. And um, y'all remember when he beat Hamlin in the Xfinity? Was it Hamlin? KF? It was Hamlin, right? Yeah, in the Xfinity series, I had him that day. It was fucking awesome. Like, (laughs) I I can't remember it. I can't remember it. Oh my god, that kid drove the fucking wheels off of it that day. Like. You just had this feeling. It was like this, and he's like that. He's cost me money this year on Reddick and Larson. Damn, doing stupid shit at the end of the race. Yeah. But that kid is like balls to the wall. If you put checkered flag in front of his face, it's unreal yeah. what he does. And, and, and that's kind of why I took him for the top forward because I feel like you're right. He's a, another one of those guys with like. A, a low ceiling that can do the unthinkable at the, at the end of a race. So we take him there plus 1200, kind of getting, the, getting his upside there. So um, I'm kind of banking on the, uh, the, the, you know, him being able to beat his teammate there in Harvick, uh, hopefully as well as Logano. I know you don't want to see that, but maybe you put a little on Briscoe there for top forward, kind of get your kind of a little bit of hedge there as well. Oh, it's value right there in that i mean he has shown up at the weirdest fucking times this year like, it's so it's so random like he's not <laughs> even he's somebody that you thought was gonna take off and then all of a sudden it was like it ain't no taking off here like he quit <laughs> quit betting him i i mean i faded him quite a few times like through through that stretch because it's just like all right if i lose then i'll just bet against him next week and get the fucking money back i'll put two times on him like he always <laughs> always like it it it's not a guy that you want in a matchup like you want him at that plus money value like you're getting right there you don't want to trust a guy like that in a damn matchup right. like you'll you'll lose i'll lose whatever damn hair that i have left like, and it ain't, <laughs> ain't much up there so you have to lose I some mean, of the facial hair, I think. Oh God, it's already turning a little bit gray. Silver but, Fox. Yeah, people people still can't believe that I'm 38. They're like, no damn way. It ain't no damn way. Like I, I like to have a. I stay young because I like to have a good time. For like, sure, it's an, that, it's an attitude that, thing. Yeah, it, 
I'm always happy. Like even when I'm pissed off, I'm always happy. Like <laughs> and I'm just happy being in the damn argument and being pissed off or something. You know? A lot I, of people would love to be in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, I but I, I think you make I think you make a great point there with, with somebody like Briscoe. You want to cash a big ticket if he has a, a, a huge day. You, you can't bet him in head-to-heads. I mean, you can, well, but it's more it's more risky to do that than it is to take the 1,200 and just bet a little bit. So I, I think that's right. a great point. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're taking him right here on win, top three, I'm sure his damn top five odds are, are pretty damn decent. Like, it it's worth a shot because you know that – all of a sudden pop up out of nowhere, you might have a shot at this crazy ass like odds that's going on, especially top three. He's got to be like something, something kind of crazy. And yeah, looks like six to one, top five, uh, 1400 top three. So how many yeah. sets of tires like do they have? Do you know that Steve, as far I think as it's like 13, isn't it? Is it a chance that we might end up with some crazy stupid stuff happening and then all of a sudden this thing turns into a green white checkered flag times five shit show yeah i mean this is a five mile race right so this this track absolutely eats tires any any time a caution comes out you're pitting and we know how how out of control these race cars are so we could see it we could see guys run out of tires it could happen yeah. So, something that brings to mind to me on that that is if you're paying attention and you find some guys that have tires left mm-hmm. and live bet them like let's say it's on the the pit stop that's going to get them to the end but then you got these guys out here that you know are good drivers they're just having a shitty night but they got an extra set of tires oh boy yeah, like, go on and just throw a little bit on them because they're already going to be long ass odds. Yeah, so throw a little bit on them here and there. Let's say you got the one, two, four, and five or something drivers. I mean, I know we do that almost almost every week. You know, we have a lot of bad luck happen to us, but yeah. but we're always up there. Like like if I pick a driver and it's not competitive, it's really shocking. Like yeah. just like y'all. I mean. I might have some bad luck. I might have some things that happen. But, I mean, I'm going to end up with some guys that have have some speed. So, they're always good bets if you find advantages like that looking at live betting. Like, I think live betting changed the industry of NASCAR betting. Like, when they threw that in, like, they opened up a can of worms. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're paying attention, for sure. But, uh all right, cool, gang. Well, I think we I think we got a lot of good information here for our folks. So, Rory, I would really like to, to thank you for coming on, man. Awesome, awesome insight. We love having you on the show. We hope you'll come back for sure. Um, do you have anything you want to want to give to the give to the people? Shit, I'm always down for a late Friday night show. Like you can, I'm so I, this is cool as shit, y'all dudes. Like we need to get up and go to something type of sporting event, whether it's baseball, or whatever. But I think we might have to hit the next Dover race up together. Yeah, I mean that's like, that's in our backyard, man. So that that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I I knew that I knew y'all like going to Dover, and I've always wanted to go to Dover, and it, it's really cool getting on here and talking to some good heads and putting out putting out some good content for everybody, like. 
I feel like I feel like y'all are probably the closest betters to how I look at betting stuff a lot of times. Y'all might have some more placements and things out there. A little bit bigger card, but we're always on the same page every week. And I love hearing Steve's analysis on stuff. Like he, he describes it so like to the point, like very well. A guy that you know watches this and pays attention to what's going on. And then you take a guy of your forte that just kind of dips into everything. <laughs> I'm I, more of an analytics guy, I'm going to say. But you're also a savvy gambler as far as you've been around for a while. You know how to read the lines. You know, you know when something doesn't look right. You know, if you've been doing it long enough, it's just like, what the fuck is this when you see this like stupid line every once in a while? You're 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 great. Yeah, y'all guys, I love you. Like that that's why I invited you into the NASCAR gambling yeah, chat. Yeah, man, appreciate had. that. I was like I was like, y'all get along great with these guys. They're fucking awesome in there. Like everybody in there, we have so much fun in there. We do. It's, it's great information. Like everybody at some moment is always paying attention to what's going on in the NASCAR world. And I mean, Aaron, he's fucking great. Like that guy's that. Like, yeah, man. It, we had we were we were lucky enough to have him on. Um, I don't know, like a month ago, and it was nice because I'd never talked to him. You know, you just I saw him in passing on Twitter. He didn't get much attention, but the guy does great work. So you're you're right about that. Aaron is is very sharp. Absolutely, but, I I thank you. Like I'll I'll cut it off. I ain't gonna run y'all like I did Phil on full tank with Phil. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna break some records tonight, buddy. <laughs> you better be ready to talk. Thank gonna Phil's need a larger time. hard drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think your wife probably will want to kill you after this, probably. <laughs> That's funny. But Steve. You gotta get um, external. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Steve. Sir. Do you have anything else? Or, or, or are we done? I think I think that's about it. I appreciate all the kind words there, Rory. I, I really do appreciate it. And you're right about Phil. You're right, right about me. I, I'm very one-dimensional, man. I'm racing, racing, and racing. If you want other things... Phil's your guy, so <laughs> yeah. No, we make yeah, a good I, team. I think that's I think that's what makes makes you and me so comparable. Like I have all these other guys that I I rely on for other sports, and they hook me up, and I tell them what I'm taking on the week. If it's something that I really really like, like I'm I'm giving it to them. But I've met a lot of really good people on here on Twitter. I mean, my guys over at Lime Movers. If you're not following them or if you're looking looking for, you know, somebody that puts out a lot of tennis plays and different things of that nature, like, they're definitely worth a look. Like, like you just – it's crazy how small this world is. And if you're good to people, people are good to you back. And, you know, it, it all, all revolves around treating people the same way that you'd want to be treated. And and I, I that's what I try to uphold. Like, I – I love I love meeting new people and I love meeting you guys. I love meeting everybody in the NASCAR gambling community and it keeps growing and getting stronger and and I think we got a lot of big things to come in the future. I agree. I could not agree more and uh I think we're just we're just starting to to see what this community can do and it's it's awesome. Um so we look forward to having you back. We look forward to next week. Steve 
let's do this thing, man. Let's let's tame the track too tough to tame. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the rest of how to see the rest of the playoffs go too. Our futures are in very good shape. So let's go get one of these guys in the championship, you know, championship four and uh have a good rest of the season, you know. Bingo. I know right. I know y'all some Chastain guys just like I am with those futures, except y'all got like that heavy duty souped up freaky future and I only got twenty five to one. <laughs> we got uh two hundred to one. Two hundred to one preseason. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy i was like steve, and, and it wasn't that that was like not an analytical pick at all that was such a homer pick i was like steve can we please bet chastain is there any way that we can we can bet chastain he's like yeah let's do it i was like yes i'm a melon boy like that's what i gave him the, the name melon boy i think sc actually started calling him that and then i stole it i was like that's perfect Melon boy, and then I love me some me amigo. He's cashed me some some nice stuff throughout throughout the year. I mean, even though I missed his first win, I'm pretty sure y'all were on it, won't you? We we had yeah yeah yeah. So <laughs> I I've gotten gotten some good payback off of him though throughout the year. I mean, he he's really impressed the shit out of me this year. Like he. I was beginning to wonder if he could drive, and fuck yeah, he can drive. He just ain't really been putting. He was young when he first started at Gibbs, like in yeah. the Cup Series. Out. I mean, he's an Xfinity Series champion. I mean, he can drive. Yep. And then the shit box that he was driving is the same shit box Cole Custer's driving, and that's like SHR's experimental car, I believe, because. That car never fucking runs good except every once in just a blue moon out of there. So mm-hmm. Suarez finally in good equipment. Like it's it's so exciting to see because Daniel Suarez is a dog. You remember when he whooped? who was asked did he whoop that that day? Who was that? He went you know, to Lugano when Lugano's dad came after him or something. Was that was that what that was? Yeah, I think you're right. Like Dude, straight up dog redneck Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, oh no. Like, just, you could just see the anger, like, whoop, bam, on his ass. Like, you gotta love me, amigo, like, representing, representing the Mexican. I mean, how many Mexican drivers do you ever hear of? And then you got this dude, like, straight up balling out there now. And Checo Perez. Yeah, I, that's it. I love, I love him top ten here this week. I think he's he's plus one fifty. Yes, sir. Right, yeah, gonna be right around there. Y'all, y'all nailed us right there, like perfect. But appreciate it, guys. Like we'll do it again. Maybe y'all will come on my show here, me and Skybox's show here before long. Absolutely will. Absolutely will. So everybody out there, have a good night, and let's uh, let's catch some tickets this week. may not be considered to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.